you need to have a content strategy if you have a business. I don't know any business that has no content strategy that's actually successful. I really don't. There's one thing about putting billboards up and making commercials and all that stuff. That's, you know, the push content. You got to have that, right? But there's also the pull content, which is driving people to be more aware of you, finding you by being on podcasts, creating blog posts, all of that kind of stuff. You've got to have some sense of an idea of what you are promoting so that there will be a, a line that goes through so you know, hey, this week, we're going to get this much in sales. If we if we don't have some sort of strategy, we're just out here throwing things at the wall and it's turning into spaghetti. So you need to do something. Three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I am so excited to welcome you to a special National Small Business Week edition of the Small Biz Chat Live. Listen, we have an incredible show here for you today. Here on the Small Biz Chat Live, we are all about peer-to-peer mentoring. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And today's show is about how to design your life and then design your business. We're all about giving you advice from multiple angles so that you can think about maybe a jewel or gem here that's going to help you take your business to the next level. So with that, let me introduce my guest, e-commerce expert, John Lawson. John is the go-to authority when it comes to online selling success. Not only is he the brains behind the best-selling digital marketing book, Kick-Ass Social Commerce for Entrepreneurs, he's also a multiple award-winning social commerce strategist, and he is an uber-successful digital entrepreneur. And he's a highly sought-after speaker who's traveled to five continents, touring more than two dozen countries, addressing hundreds of thousands of business leaders and entrepreneurs, whether he's hosting a panel discussion, teaching small business owners how to grow their eBay or or marketplace business, or engaging his private community, the e-commerce group on Facebook. He is always sharing proven strategies for winning in business online. For more information, you can go to johnlawson.com. John Lawson, thanks so much for being here today. What's up? (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Listen, Online selling is everything, everywhere. It's all anybody's talking about. I mean, I I was talking to somebody yesterday about they need to create an AA program for Amazon, right? So, so tell me about online selling. Is it the future of business? That train has already left the station. If, if you don't know that it is the future of business by now, you missed the last two years of COVID. I mean, give me a break. We seen so much growth in the year 2020 and 2021, right? And we're actually seeing that a lot of it is holding, right? So it's like, yeah, I get it. 
nobody could go out for you know months so everything had to come to them but what it ended up actually doing is there are certain segments of the population that just were not comfortable with maybe putting their credit card online. We're not comfortable with ordering from an Etsy or an eBay, or really just didn't want to do business with Amazon because they thought they were, you know, eating the world. Well, all of them, all of a sudden, got very, very comfortable with online selling and online buying. And now what that ended up doing is kind of made the pie so much bigger. So yes, E-commerce is the future, but it's also the presence. But at the same time, too, I think these thoughts that uh, float around that like one day we're going to just do all of our commerce online, I think that's a fallacy. Uh, there's, if nothing else, just the last month after we have kind of lifted a lot of the restrictions for masking and things and travel and all that, you can see how uh, hungry people are to get back into you know, brick and mortar retail too. So it's it's going to be a nice mix of the two. All right. So let's talk about Amazon, right? Amazon's got 2 million small business sellers. You know, they got a lot of programs promoting and, you know, helping people sell better on their platform. But their quarterly earnings just came out and their sales <laughs> are down. And, I, and I'm, I, I am baffled by this. I'm wondering if you are baffled by this. Talk to me. What's going on with Amazon? Um, you know, you can only blow up a balloon so far when it then it has to retrench at some level. And Amazon was really, really hit pretty hard in 2020 in terms of even they were overloaded when the demand started spiking. So what they ended up doing is putting in place a lot of new warehouses. They hired a lot of new people. They brought most of their uh, delivery in-house. And um, I think they just grew so fast in such a short period of time that now some of that's catching up with them. And on top of that, they hired so many people just to replace people that got sick during COVID or getting COVID that uh, you know the balance sheet didn't work out. And I think there are some headwinds that they're feeling that they're going to have to go through probably for the next two, maybe three quarters. But overall, Amazon is fine. Trust me. They actually, you know, did 8% more this quarter than they did a year ago. So they're still growing, but they had to write off some of their expenses. Everybody wants to hear these great, you know, ginormous numbers every time Amazon comes to the plate to give its quarterly. And I just think that was a little bit shocking for some people. They'll be fine. Right, well, let's let's get back to talking about businesses like ours, okay? Let's talk like, about the small. Like, is Amazon going to be fine? I believe. Yeah, Amazon going to be fine. So, so <laughs> what kinds of things should I be doing if I want to grow my online business? What do I need to do? I mean, the first thing you have to start thinking about is your search engine optimization. I mean, if you want to get more sales, you have to leverage your SEO strategy. And I found that a lot of people got out here, they built businesses, they got product, they have their store, but they never really dive into the E part of the e-commerce. The electronic part is about being find, found on these platforms like Yahoo, Google, Bing, search engines, you've got to have an SEO strategy. So that's the first thing you need to do. 
Second thing, of course, you want to leverage social commerce. Uh, it's out there. It's for you to be able to directly sell to your customers. D to C is what that's all about. So you want to leverage the social commerce channels. Most of that is free, you know, but the, the, the part that you really want to do with the free, this is a deeper strategy. But what you want to do is find out what's working in free and then put money behind it and make that into your advertising. But leverage your social. And then the third thing, you want to really provide a rich shopping experience. That's how Amazon became the bell of the ball. It was because they did things when it came to their delivery experience that separated them from all the other online commerce platforms out there. So you want to, in turn, do the same thing. People need to feel like the shopping experience with you and your business is unique and that you care. All right. So if I'm going to set up my own store on my own website, Am I am I doing it on Shopify? Am I using Wix? Like, what is the best sort of drag and drop situation if I want to get an online store up quick? All right, so uh, that's a hard question, right? Because some people need certain things. So the first thing you really want to do is evaluate what you need out of your shopping platform. If speed is the most important thing, a Shopify or a Wix is going to do you very well. If you want more ability to create a unique environment that is not so cookie cutter, then you might want to look at you know, a WooCommerce situation. So uh, I think the first thing is you want to figure out what is most important for you. Then after that, it's time to go because all of those solutions that you even mentioned right there, they all literally can get you up and running very, very quickly. And I mean, Shopify, we know is, is probably at 23% of all stores on the internet at this point. Mm -hmm. So they are a loud squeaky wheel and you can get up and running with them in hours, right? Same with Wix, it's a very simple platform. They're moving things very rapidly and uh, becoming a, a real player in the game. And then I, I don't want to overlook, you know, the WooCommerce situation because that actually is a free platform and I free, you know, because you still got to have somewhere to host it. But I mean, you have a lot of control over the shopping experience and the way your store looks with that one. I, I'm actually a big fan of all of those, but we actually use Woo in my business. Woo okay, see, there so you now, go. Question for you. Do you need to have a content strategy if you got a product-based business? You need to have a content strategy if you have a business. I don't know any business that has no content strategy that's actually successful. I really don't. I'm sure somebody will write into you and tell you how successful they are. But if I actually sat down with them and said, look, what would it be like, though, if you had a content strategy? Of course, there's one thing about putting billboards up and making commercials and all that stuff. That's, you know, the push content. You got to have that, right? But there's also the pull content, which is driving people to be more aware of you, finding you by being on podcasts, creating blog posts, all of that kind of stuff. You've got to have some sense of an idea of what you are promoting so that there will be a, a line that goes through so you know, hey, 
this week, we're going to get this much in sales. If we if we don't have some sort of strategy, we're just out here throwing things at the wall and it's turning into spaghetti. So you need to do something. Work well, that out. About, let's talk about ads, right? So because even if you're selling on Amazon at this point, you got to be buying ads to be seen on Amazon, right? You do. You do. But the cool thing is, you know, I'm so, man, you're getting deep. But the deal is ads on Amazon, ads on eBay, ads on Etsy are really a a play for them to capture more money from you as the seller on their platform. Because they're already taking a final fee when you sell something on the platform. But then they say, look, if you advertise with us, we'll put your listing on somebody else's listing, right? So you have to advertise to get more visibility, but also at the same time, you have to advertise on your own stuff to keep other people's stuff from showing up on your on your uh, listings. So they have you by the gonads. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy, so it's a necessary evil. Is basically- it's a necessary evil and it's a way for them to take two, three, 5% more of your income, honestly, you know, just to get more sales. All right, so let's talk about that whole pricing thing. Cause you do, if you know you gotta give your cut to the platform, how does that affect your pricing? And what do you need to know about your pricing so that you make sure you're not losing your shirt? When it comes to pricing, you asked what's the best advice you ever got. And, and, and that goes into this, cause the best advice I ever got was that you make your money when you buy your product, not when you sell your product, right? So you have to buy right. So you got to have in mind, you know that Amazon's going to take 15% just to sell the product on that platform. You know that if you're going to use their uh, fulfillment services, that's going to take another 10 to 15%. Plus on top of that, you're probably going to need another five or 10% to do marketing and advertising, whether it be on their platform, the Facebook ads, all of that. These are things you have to take into account when you are purchasing product. So you understand that even if I can't sell this product for retail price, that I got it at such a great margin in the beginning that I can at least break even on all my costs going forward. So that's what you have to understand when it comes to pricing. There needs to be a large margin. I know so many people that get in the business and be like, well, you know, hey, I can make, you know, if I get this for 80, I can sell that for 100 oh, I'm going to make $20. Bro, there's not enough margin in an $80 product that you're going to sell for $100. You will go broke by the worst thing you can do is make sales because every time you do, you're going to lose money. So you got to have that in your mind. Use a calculator. That's why they put it on your phone. I love it. I love it, John. Thank you so much for being here. You are always the life of the party. You always dropping dimes. You said, make your money when you buy your product, not when you sell it. And to me, that's tweetable. That's a t-shirt. That's a whole bunch of stuff. So thank you. We're giving you snaps over here because that's that's just a gem of all gems. And listen, I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, 
Visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.